You're listening to the Fun Uncle Podcast. Welcome back another episode of the Phone Uncle Podcast. Gia, Gia, Gia. Uh, first of all, we're back in the garage. Gia. Because it's finally fucking not boiling in here. I'm your Phone Uncle Dude, joined by your Phone Uncle Ty. Okay. Your Phone Uncle Brandon. Hey, hey, hey. And your Phone Uncle Cooney. <laughs> Same one since the right. first episode. That's my man. Consistent. So, Brian, you had uh, some interesting texts earlier in the uh, in the group chat that some topics that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I wanted to get I, w- I wanted to get Brandon's opinion on it because I'm not very well versed on like you know the Bible and technical terms and everything. It's just you know what I mean as much as Brandon and I think he could bring shed a lot of light on the situations that I think are overlooked in today's society okay but are you prepared for his answers i'm a close-minded christian i'm <laughs> i'm gonna tell you some well, stuff yeah i mean i i mean i'm very open-minded i'm the easiest person to change your mind like because like earlier when, when when you guys were talking about this like a little bit before we started like you were almost getting defensive well that's what i thought i said oh. like everyone tries to make so much more out of it when you get like just the standard what was ezekiel doing oh that's a pretty standard description of a throne back in those days listen if you were a guy reading that contemporarily like you were reading it when it was written you wouldn't go fuck is ezekiel talking about it he must be talking about like a spaceship you would read that plainly and go oh okay he's obviously talking about a throne from a so when you bring it out extra trust it's all this kind of well, modern for, twinge. Hold on. first let's, let's get into like what what we were talking about we're talking about like ezekiel and all these ideas right, yeah, that all these biblical like, events with all these supernatural events yeah. that are biblically explained as interactions with like heavenly beings or yahweh himself people nowadays want an alternative explanation like well it could have been dmt or maybe the burning bush was this thing and moses got high or maybe or it's aliens, or yeah, yeah aliens a- extraterrestrials and all that ascended yeah. masters and all that kind of shit and so okay so but when i get defensive i i don't i i come off like like joe like Rogan, i might be a little be defensive <laughs> but but in my head like i'm just trying to explain it and that's just the only way for me to get it out is with, i get like, it dude dude i'm at like, work in, all the time like and passion. people say so, like, that like I might look or sound like I'm a little more defensive than I am, but I, in my head I'm not. Dude, being I, defensive, I'm just trying to explain myself to kind of show you what my point of view is. Yeah, you know what I mean, or was. Do you know what I mean? Which no, will probably like, end up changing my mind. No, it's but. it's <clears throat> like I get it. Like you're like you heard or read some shit, and you know fucking Brandon is like, yeah, you know he's who you would go to. For questions like, like this. Yes. And like, so there's that weird like, okay, well, this is what I heard, but Brandon's saying this, so you're trying to reconcile it. Exactly. So my first thing, I wanted I wanted to go in order of of, of time frames pretty much. And the first one is, is Constantine, and he saw a burning, him and his, his him and his. It was a good uh, movie. 
the crew story. Or whatever. Yeah, that is when, a good it, movie. His, yeah, his army his, uh, saw he's in a, a burning beef. cross in the yeah, sky. Yeah, Rome's Rome's fucking falling apart. So he's got beef with another Roman cat, and their uh, their little empires are at war. And my man apparently sees. Well, there's another whole chunk too where his mom went ham and like tried to find like a piece of the cross, and like it's kind of gnarly. And uh, I guess his mom was like a super devout. You know, she followed the way. They called that kind of stuff. There wasn't, like, Christianity or none of that yet. So she was into Jesus. And then her son, before some battle, apparently saw either the burning cross in the sky or the little PX, the little Raicho. Derek Carr's tattoo. Derek Carr's okay, so tattoo. This, this was in 1312 A.D. So this was 312 years after the death of Christ. It's give or take, yeah. Right, around that time frame sure, when this sure. happened. Yeah. Right. Okay, and so what Constantine did was he said, okay, well, if you let me win this war, I will turn the state over into uh, the state religion into Christianity. Yeah, I mean, I don't like to think of it like he's bartering with God because that never goes well. But, yeah, that's the legend is that he said, here, I'm going to put your symbol on our shields. And then he ended up fucking kicking ass. And he's like, oh, well, this is obviously... This guy's running shit. Bro, this, this this kind of thing is in scripture. You look at people that are on the fence about stuff. That famous story of Elijah and the prophets of Baal. And they're talking about who's who. Who actually runs this shit. And the fire came down from heaven. The whole challenge was, listen, if you're God so badass, have him light this fire. And it's funny because Elijah's talking shit. He's like, I'm sorry, is your boy sleeping? And the prophets are praying. They're cutting themselves. Prostitution shit. They're trying to rouse up the God, Baal. And nothing shows up. And then Elijah's like, let me show you what's really good. And then he dumps the wood in the fucking water. They dump water over the wood like three times. And then the fire comes down, consumes everything. So basically a supernatural event that shows that Yahweh is the most high. He's There's gods and then there's God. You understand what I mean? Yeah. And so, again, this narrative sounds a lot like some Old Testament stuff where there's a supernatural event. And then you take a knee to the king. And then, you know, the rest is history sort of thing. So what do you think it could have been in the sky that they saw? A vision, bro. I don't a fucking vision. know. Yeah, I don't, I don't try to get into that kind of stuff because it's like I don't really – it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Like, what, I don't understand. Wait, what's your – like you think – Okay, okay. Like well, it's an external thing that they well, saw the, or the, like an internal like brain thing? Like why does it matter? Well, because <clears throat> these next – three that I'm going to bring up, Elijah, Ezekiel, and Enoch, they all had visions. They all got visited by outer beings. Is that flying cross, burning cross? Like, do you count and, that as, like, an entity? Well, that's just to start it off, because that's, like, the earth, that's, like, the, that's the latest thing that we have that's connected with the Bible, right? Or, I mean... Mm, not if you went to church on Sundays. Okay. There'll be well, people in that crowd that'll tell you shit that happened last fucking Wednesday. Right, okay, but this this is just the one that... I haven't got that far yet. This is where I started at Constantine. No, I understand. I just don't want you to think that, like, so, God's work is, like, just limited to, like, history books. It's like, you plug yourself into the kingdom, you'll see crazy shit every day. That's the call to adventure that everyone misses out. They think religion is just this boxed-up thing. There's a lot of pride in finding your truth. There's a lot of adventure in finding your truth. So when you get handed a packaged religion, it's a little bit, di- you're like, oh, man, now they're... But there's a difference between pursuing truth and living truth. That's a huge idea. you got to remember in 1 John when he talks about 
truth that was from before we touched, we handled. Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. Like you can, you can live truth. It's not a pursuit thing. It but is. I think, I think that's a beef that happens with like young people or just in religion in general. Yeah. They want the adventure of finding their truth. And if you hand them religion, it's just like, no, but I'm not original now. And it's like, okay, that sucks a little bit, but it's a, too, it's a super overreaction. It's like, dog, but now living this truth is the fucking real deal because now you're walking lockstep with the creator of the universe you're getting the secrets, dude. Well, I, I think a lot of that has to do with, like, people these days. and You know, not necessarily just young people, but <coughs> yeah. I think a lot of people these days are, are they're very much, what have you done for me lately? So, like, yeah. um, when you talk about, like, religion, like, you really almost talk about it in a, you know, in a past tense. Okay, like, this all happened, but nobody's fucking splitting the seas now. <clears throat> yeah, they are, though. That's, a, that's another thing, like... Maybe not on that global fucking scale, like some kind of event like that. But like I said, when you go to these like third world countries where like the supernatural, they already have a foundation. Their worldview is already primed for supernatural. They believe in demons and angel, like supernatural entities with like influence on us. That's not foreign to them. They're already steeped in that shit. So when yeah. we introduce there's a kingdom at hand and the king is here and it's this... It's got a, it's got a category already, and so that kind of world gets ex, there's an explosion of Jesus power under those circumstances, which come off to us as like modern Western people as this crazy supernatural shit. But we don't see it over here because we're locked up. We're, Remember yeah, when we're Jesus went yeah, back right. to Jerusalem, dude? He was like, or when he went back home. He couldn't do nothing amongst the people because they were like, he's his fucking. That's fucking. I know that kid. That's yeah. the carpenter kid. That guy's the savior, dude. Fuck him. And, and he wept. And he was like, I can't do nothing amongst you people. There's no belief. There's no trust. And so the same thing's over here. American Western people are like, there's not a lot of miracles. There's none of this. It's like, yeah, take your ass to fucking North Africa and talk to those Christians about miracles and shit, bro. They'll blow your fucking mind. We're just, there's no category for Do you think that's us. like a hive mind thing? No. <coughs> you, you don't think? I think these things are fucking real, bro. I don't have any... I don't think any of the supernatural shit is like tomfoolery or misunderstanding. I think it's But the way direct. you explained it made it seem like it's like got to be like a hive mind thing because without the belief, then you can't have a miracle. And without everybody believing, the miracle won't happen. Well, I think belief, like, it, it, it's opened up. I'm not saying it's more, the landscape is more full of those stories and it's more compartmentalized in here. Like I said, if you go around and, like, fucking talk to regular people at a supermarket that aren't into this stuff, you're not going to get these stories. If you go to a small church tomorrow and you it just wa go to one of these churches tomorrow morning and just walk around curious and be like, do you have any, like, crazy miracle stories? I'm not fucking with you. Five oh, people yeah, will be like, yeah. oh, I'll tell you about my kid who had this wrong and this and they'll have the x-rays and all this crazy shit. But we don't hear about it because it's compartmentalized to Sunday. Keep your shit over there. That's or you, or it. Or even just to yourself. Like exactly. Your, your little dude, miracles right. are kind of like, I'm only going to tell like a few. This is between me and God, and I don't want to mess that up. A lot of people just get confidential with it, you know. Um, and to, to answer your question, um, you asked a question earlier, Brian, about, uh, and Brandon answered it real quick. What was that question again? About what? what? About the hive mind? It was after that. Yeah, yeah. Like, for... for 
for a miracle to happen, you have to have okay, everybody to have believe the belief, in it. right? Mm. So to answer that, miracles do happen before belief. That's how a lot of people convert. I was, that, that's a what lot I was going to lead into. A lot of people go, hey, uh, you know, that was God, and I can't deny that. <laughs> you know, it was too weird, too mm. this, too that. I've heard that. Um, I got my own little stories about that. It's like, yeah, there, there was nothing else that could have done that. Every conversion. And they have those the, stories in the Bible, right? Of those miracles happening before the belief. All through it. Oh, yeah, yeah bro. I was going to yeah. say, one of my favorite ones to always bring up is in the Gospel of John, where he's got followers, and then his first miracle is the wedding at Canaan, where he fucking turns the water into wine. Okay, yeah. and if you read, there's a peculiar little purse after, and he goes, and all the like, all his followers were stunned, and from that day on, they believed. So they had a general understanding on these. A lot of these guys follow John the Baptist. They they know what's going on. They have a a clue that he's a that G, this Jesus character is something a big deal. The Jesus, yeah. <laughs> but then after he pulled some supernatural, a miracle, so to speak, that's when he was like, "Oh okay. shit, this is." So when it. you talk about supernatural stuff, here's my next question. This leads me into Ezekiel, right? This was sixth century BC, so this is before Christ. Yeah. Okay. It says. So he, it's described as him seeing divine beings descended from heaven. Mm-hmm. He even gave a name, cherubims. Yeah. Cherubims, right? They have four faces, four wings, and their skin was made of bronze. Yeah. Right? And they took him different places, and he saw different things and told him about future events. And he took this knowledge and gave it to the people of earth, and this stuff happened. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So... What, how, do you explain that as a miracle, or do you explain that as an abduction, or do you explain that as like a DMT trip? How do you explain This is what that? I meant earlier. Or I explained that by he had a fucking experience with the fucking God of Gods, and he picked this man to be this prophet to pull off this crazy shit. But why he raises is he not up called these crazy? People. He is called crazy. Have you read? This is what I'm talking Okay, bro, see, that, that's what I want to Read know. Ezekiel, dog. He laid on his asking. side for like three years. Like, bro. That's why I'm asking. Wasn't he? Dude, are you kidding me? No one listened to the prophets while it happened. Read Acts, dude. There's a book fucking at the end of the, towards the end of the Bible called Acts. And Stephen goes through the whole, this is what gets him stoned outside the fucking house, bro. (laughs) He gets killed because he tells the story, this long lineage of how Israeli people, how Hebrew people do not listen to their fucking prophets. Yeah. They never listen. So when you're like, how come they, they weren't. They weren't considered crazy, bro. They were considered the looniest. They so, were, dude, okay. they would run to their caves. Uh, Isaiah or Elijah or Elisha. I forgot mm-hmm. which one, but he's got this famous yeah, lament Elijah. where he's like. Yeah, the chariot of the fire. Yeah, I was, well, no, 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 I was saying he next. goes back to his cave and he's next. crying about like, I'm the only fucking black. I'm the only one who believes in Yahweh. This right. whole fucking yes. nation that's built off of all his miracles, yep. the Exodus, the fucking wandering in the wilderness, mm-hmm. Moses, Jericho, the taking over the promised land. All these people got to see this shit. And I'm the only one left who believes this shit. And then God, of course, tells him, fucking breathe, bro. There's a bunch of you. You're an So idiot. Elijah and Ezekiel had the same kind of path. Eli- there's, in the They're Old Testament, prophets. there's major prophets and minor prophets. I'll give you $1,000 if you can name three minor prophets. I can't. Dude, most people on Sundays that spend their life going to church can't do it. It's a real shame. Like, biblical illiteracy within confessional Christians is my biggest, like, it breaks my heart. Does it happen often? Often, bro. If you go to a Sunday and you go, hey, you know the gospel, the good news, the reason why you're here every Sunday? Break that down for me. 
How does Jesus, what, Jesus died for my sins? That's like saying I stubbed my toe for your mortgage. How do you relate those things? Articulate this good news. There's people that have been to Sundays every day, every yeah. week of their fucking life, and they're just like, well, you, Jesus, you know, God so loved the earth, so, you know what I mean? It's like, nah, that's not a... That's not a comprehensive review of the gospel. I don't feel like you really know what you're talking about. And sometimes, see, it's a heart thing too, though. Like, that's an intellectual beef, which is is important. But also, there's the guy who is, hey, I was blind. Now I can see. Yeah. He don't need to break it down. I love that story, yeah. dude. The fucking guy gets his vision back. The Pharisees are all up in arms because this fucking Jesus guy won't leave it alone. And they head to the parents' house, and they're like, hey, your fucking kid was blind. Now he's got all this vision. What's this about? And his parents bitch out on him. They're like, yeah, man, you know, he's 18, bro. You can talk to him. <laughs> his yeah. parents skip out on him and go, hey, he's of age, bro. You can pull his ass into court. So they do. And they're like, where's this Jesus? Where's he get this authority? Who's this fucking guy think he is? And he goes, I don't fucking know. Listen, before I was blind, now I can see. And there's, then that's a contemporary narrative as well. Yeah. There's some people that are just, I don't know, I love Jesus. I'm like, but you don't understand. And that's me being a Pharisee. That's my Pharisee heart where I fuck up. And I'm like, but you don't even know what you're talking about. And they're like, yeah, but I just love Jesus. You're and like, then my you're, brain has to go, listen, if they're good to their neighbor and they love God with all their heart, what the fuck am I complaining right. about, So you're bro? you're like the older guy who sees a teen with a Led Zeppelin shirt and you're like, I need name, to know your name five Led Zeppelin songs. <laughs> yeah, dude. Name him, you fucking liar. <laughs> Who's the basis you're for Led Zeppelin, liar, asshole? Bro. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, so I'm that prick, but I'm doing, you know, and I'm just being fucking pretty... Yeah, yeah. honest about how I feel about stuff in my presentation of people I'm never like what do you mean you don't get it and I get all pissed <laughs> off but in my mind I'm like wow this is crazy that you're well here you know it, among believing Christians that love the Lord without the intellectual fucking like connection I'm fine with that what really breaks my heart is a lot of friends that we have that grew up in church and don't love Jesus at all anymore and they don't consider the truth of the, the scriptures or they don't really consider him anymore and in my head i'm like you went to church every sunday your whole fucking life and this because i'll talk about jesus and gospel stuff the way i talk about it and yeah i never really thought of it like that and it's like you went to fucking church every year every week for your life and you this is an angle this is this is orthodox christianity this is biblical worldview 101 and you're looking at me like i just revealed some crazy fucking new truth i thought you did this your whole life and you rejected it because it's bullshit but it seems like you rejected something. You don't really know what the fuck it was in the first place. Like that fucking hurts my well, feelings. Well, I mean, it's you only, kicked out Jesus, dude. Like I don't, I can't do. It's just, I can't do it. It's it's, it's just the Bible is f filled with a, bu a bunch of stories that that you think are fake. But if you break them down, I mean, it's even really, if you think them fake, and that's what I love about Jordan Peterson. I mean, even if you think they're fake, you listen, dude. Fuck Jonah and the fish or whatever. Fuck the. All the miracle stuff in the Old Testament, all the supernatural stuff, some of it is pivotal and it has to be historical to make the narrative make the sense that it has to to be as robust as it is. But some of it, it just it the narrative is what's the messaging okay. is what's here, important. Here, here, here's my main thing and my biggest. This is what I wanted to get to. This was like the fucking grand slam. Okay, <laughs> so. I'm thinking. I'm reading the Bible. I'm like, man, the story of fucking Noah is bullshit. Like. Like, there's no way, right? You know, like, fucking come on, dude. Like, there's no way you could fit everything in a boat. Like, I think at some point everybody thinks that. Yeah. 
Exactly. I also okay. think there's a couple of guys that but, built the motherfucker in America, but and check they this actually out. showed you how you can fit all the shit. So but, it's kind of fascinating. But check this out. His great, his great grandfather, what? His great grandfather was Enoch. Oh, yeah. Enoch was visited. He when he he was taken away by God. He's one of the guys who never tasted death. Yes. He and got taken away in the, the whirlwind like Elijah. Yeah. So this man, Enoch, with all this knowledge. I'm sorry. Okay, the the great grandson I, of who? No. No. Enoch he, is the. You said. Enoch's great grandson is Noah. Oh, okay. There it is. <laughs> so now when you have Enoch with, with all this knowledge of being, I, I'm putting in air quotations, abducted or, you know, being visited by by outer beings or or having a higher knowledge being given to him somehow from some way, which in my personal opinion I think it might it's it has to do with drugs and the wiring of the brain. Um, Why can't it just be what it is? Well, because I think that we live in a realm, and I think our brain is connected to that realm, and I think that I I, I don't know. It's anyway. But do you understand what I mean? Like when you say, okay, I hear these stories. And the traditional explanation has always been a genuine interaction with Yahweh, uh, God. How come you can't just be like, oh, okay, that's what it is. How come it's like, well, it must have been DMT or it must have been like extraterrestrials. Like it can't just be what the fuck people said it was. Why does there have to be this mystery? That's what I was talking about earlier. Okay, well, then then that would make Enoch either special he was either he was either born special with like more brain capacity, like Why, more capable, because our brains can't even comprehend what Enoch was seen or told. Why do you but think he, there's all that poetic was. language, bro? Like, so why do you think it sounds so crazy? He has something different from us, or he was taking something. It was it's one of the two. I don't see why that had. Why or he that, was visited. It's there's an only three connection to me. There's there's what? three options. Like, either he was born with this defect, or that we call defect today. He was taking drugs or he was abducted. There's, it's only those three. But why, though? Like, I'm with Brandon. Like, why? Well, because what, what, what else would it be? Would it The thing I said. Yeah. What, God? Uh-huh. God. Okay. All right. I get that. He okay. said, okay, so those four things. Right. <laughs> yeah, but God, he, he controls, he, he, he does all that. He, he's involved with all that. Mm-hmm. Just because I say, because we're on a lower level. So we haven't even reached God. The gods that there's we think are gods are lower. Like, there's a main, main God that you're talking about. Yeah, baby. But I'm sitting here trying to search through these little gods that we look Why? at as gods. Because, Why? Because we're not there yet. Why would you want to interview and hang out with fucking employees if the whole time the CEO's like, bro, I invited you to the penthouse when you were born and you still want to hang out? I just want to make my way through the levels. And This is what I mean. Every no, everyone wants this crazy adventure, fucking finding truth and understand, bro. Why don't you just here? I don't know. That's a little forward and gnarly, but it's like it's like I said earlier. Living a truth is much more fucking. It's bigger and yeah, more fulfilling than you're, pursuing. You're, you're truth. taking it like I'm denying God. I'm. I know no. there's a God. I. I know. You know what I mean. Then now I'm extra fucking confused. <sighs> we are at such a low level of knowledge that what we conceive as gods have already surpassed what we know. So our conception of God is is above 
what our our uh, vision or whatever our minds can conceptualize. But the the answer those are small gods compared to the real god. The answer mm-hmm. is at the end of a straight line. Why are you getting all squiggly with it? That's what I mean. It's like well, because I, I, that's what my CEO little illustration was supposed to be. I was like, you like insist on hanging out in the break room. It's like the fucking king has been calling you the whole time. Like, so why even waste time? That's what I mean. So focused on the journey, it's like you can take a seat with the king and start living out truth. Is it? Is aren't it you like, focused on the journey when you read the Bible? Like, what's the difference? Well, because we're talking about, you're looking for like this, you're looking for the answer. I'm living the answer. That's right, but you can do that at the same time. Well, yeah, there's always going to be internal fucking like, just because you have truth as a structure doesn't mean they're still like weeding out your own personal things. It's a relationship. There's always like strikes and gutters, strife weird fucking things with trust you know what i mean it's a real relationship so there's always going to be like this weird tension and all this stuff that's what i think of the adventure versus the pursuit does that make sense it's like yeah well yeah you still pursue truth it's like yeah but it's truth that's already confined within this whole i'm not struggling to find out and this is what i think um fucking peter james talks about when he talks about you know, if you don't have, like, a solid foundation, you're going to get thrown around to and fro. Like, people who don't have, like, their, in his case, like, their theology locked in, the next article is going to come around, and you're going to go, oh, it could be that. Then another article, oh, it could be And then another book, oh, and then another podcast, oh, it could be that. You're always going to be blah, 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 blah. It's like what dude says, like, why the zigzag? You could go straight line. You already got the hot chick, Brian. Like, you don't well, got to yeah. fucking... No, do all those extra shit. Fart, fart underneath the covers. It's okay. <laughs> it's just, it's just interesting to me. Like I don't know. It's just I guess it's, it's super interesting because I run into that same thing all the time where people like want like this extra little perspective it's all those, on scripture. It's all those it's people like, are like, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. I don't even want to oh, fucking yeah, no, hear that on. shit. <laughs> no, but that, it's a it's a it's a pretty standard thing that I notice all the time. Like people want this extra perspective on scripture, and I want to grab them and be like, bro. Scripture, what it is already, is enough, dog. Like, just the original languages, historical context, understanding, like, the whole narrative, the meta-narrative, the different kinds of literature that you have to kind of know. It's not all just straightforward shit. There's poetic shit. It's historical stuff. There's letters, bios. It's it's so, it's so yeah. much anyways. Why the fuck would you even try to, like, you don't need your little personal wrench of mysticism into the scripture bro it's big and gnarly enough bro like commit to what it is and then find yourself inside and it man they call it the living bible bro take a knee challenge him dude challenge be like listen you're fu- my friend said your book says that this book doesn't lie and this fucking book says that there's a spirit out there a holy spirit that'll come inside me and make this fucking book make sense if you're real i want that and if you're telling the truth what happens when you open that fucking book the next time will change your life bro and then now you're living truth you're still pursuing but you're not pursuing truth you're not getting thrown around now you have a solid idea of who's who and what's what it's that C.S. Lewis quote I say all the time, dude. I, I don't believe in, or I believe in Christ for the same reason I believe in the sun. Not just because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. Everything starts falling in. Even, ask fucking Ty here, bro. Like, my man fucking found Christ and then went through some of, like, the gnarliest two years that, like, a, a regular person would be like, oh, I'd have done, killed myself. 
Ask him what got him through. You know what I mean? It's like, bro, this shit you know isn't airy-fairy is? bullshit, bro. You know, this is you know, change your you life know, stuff. You know, you know why I think I'm doing the zigzagging stuff that you're talking about? Because it's fun. It's it's fun and, and it's extra interesting. And, but that doesn't end, Brian. That's my no, no, point, but, bro. But, like, but here's why I think that I'm doing it is because I think that these end times, or not end times, beginning times, whatever it is, I believe that something's going to happen soon. I mean, that's been on the calendar. So it's just kind of like now it's, it's jump. I'm like looking for signs of like what happened in the past. Almost to kind of see of like, yeah, you know what I mean? So that like, you know, you know, what you should do read Daniel, read Matthew 24, first Corinthians, the whole book of Revelation with a really good commentary. That'll Ch- fuck you up. Challenge <laughs> God. Challenge God. Be like, look. If you're I'll real, I'm not fucking around with that, bro. I'll never challenge that, but go I'm if you're real, that, bro, like, watch. if you're real, careful. Have the Bills win the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. no, it's, now now it's, you guys are doing too much. <laughs> oh, we gonna talk about the Bills? Fuck! <laughs> oh, he's gonna start going. You fucked up now. Look, the, Dolphins. the Dolphins got beat by the Raiders and the Bills. They got squashed by the Bills. In Brian's defense, though, I mean. At 35 years old or, like, around that range or whatever, like, it's very normal for somebody. If you didn't get religion or Christianity, you know, put down your throat as a kid, uh, you'll Sorry, did it. I get that? No, I didn't either, but I, it took 39 years. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I like, different yeah. people are going to get theirs at different times, but right. it's all going to lead to the same shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's exactly. all going to lead to the same. Some, yeah, yeah, some yeah. people get it at five years right. old, and, they, and you know what? They go on to carry yeah. on historically blessed lives but don't you, know you I mean? feel but like i get i used to get jealous when i was at church and i would see these kids that were so in love with jesus and they were on that trajectory at 13 and i was like yeah. do you know the kind of dark fucking world that i lived when i was 13 i was like and they used to talk see you talk to these kids i was real good buddies with the pastor's kid and he's a monster dude he was sick just a real fucking lover of jesus and just wanted to do well by him and thought about his community and his family just a real stand-up christian gentleman and I used to talk to him about that, and he was like, man, because I would talk to him about the heroin shit. My apologetics was always kind of airtight in the beginning because that's what got me interested. What um, is apologetics? It's, is it's like, just, it's, is that it's, like a 12-step thing? No, it's a defense. Apologetics just means it's, it's apologia. <laughs> it's the fucking Latin or Greek or some shit, and it just means a defense. So <laughs> when, when, when they're here, you make, you make hip-hop apologetics all the fucking time because you defend hip-hop. Someone uh, walks in and goes, hip-hop's not it. real music, and you go into a spiel about how hip-hop's are re- That's your apologetic for hip-hop. Okay. So my apologetics for Christianity has always been pretty decent, and he was always, t- man, I wish I had a story like that. I would, Man, that's so cool. Da-da-da-da. Like, they would talk like that because it's like, you would talk like, oh, I've had a bunch of sex. I've done all the drugs. I've done this. And some of them are like, man, I kind of wish I got into that. And my heart immediately goes, no, you fucking no. don't. I wish I was you. I wish I was in love with Jesus Christ since I was fucking five years old. I wish I old. never knew this shit I would, that. Yeah, I man. wish I never fucking oh, found man. all the fucking porn and yeah, the drugs and all too. the bullshit. You don't oh, want my living room, no. kiddo. Trust me on You're that. Like, so what's it like to get your dick wet? <laughs> Dark, like, I, that kind of shit was like... I get jealous of people. So when I hear people that are like, they want that, they want... I just... It's a mistake to me. It's like, no, bro... Right. That's go hug, go hug the king, bro. Sooner than later, oh, trust man. me, man. Fuck all this shit. I and done that, all this and shit. That's valid as all hell. And just in Brian's defense, Brian represents a zillion people 
that didn't get a proper Christian training or exposure or whatever, right? Of course, you're going to go through cycles of finding stuff that works for you. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Like, like I did it. I used to pray to a Sri Yantra, and I actually saw visions, and I actually saw things, and the stuff does work. Yeah. However, this is when I was doing really well out here, flipping cars and all that. Like, however, it, it got taken away in, a, in an instant, just like the Bible says it does, when you're too arrogant and you're too this. Mm. Everything that went on in my life, it was all playing right into this book I'm reading. I'm like, dude, I did that. I did this. And that happened. Those consequences are real. It just made more sense. You know what I mean? But it took nearly 40 years to do. That's what I mean when I say, you know, by it, you see everything else. That's yeah. the that's the C.S. Lewis quote. Things will start happening and you'll be like, oh, it, it, there's a quote that people take out of context all the time where they're like, oh, the Bible will prove itself. And people think that means, oh, well, the Bible says it's true, so it has to be true. That's circular reasoning. And it's like, that's not what I mean. I'm saying there's truth claims about how this fucking thing works. Life, there's truth claims that they make. And when you check those claims... They are never fucking wrong, and there's something it's, fascinating about that. And where like, it's like, what wow. Ty, Ty made the perfect example, my ego took that shit away. Like, how ego and all these negative things can result Let in your real life. You know how... Well, there's, you know always I mean? gonna, there's always going to be that consequence, and that's what's going to align you eventually. Enough of those consequences, you know what I mean? Enough of those things that happen. Yeah. Or some people get fast-tracked from a miracle. They go, oh, hey, yeah. that, that doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, but it did, and you know, and it worked in our favor, and it was real close to being the end, and it wasn't, you know, or whatever. Like th those are the things that, that make people have a, you know, the life changing. But no, it's very natural, very normal, actually, for somebody to go through cycles of different belief systems. It's a I more know, standard yeah. Western conversion. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's like a pretty people, standard. It's people jumping genres, you know, yeah. punk to rap to this to that. Like, what works for them in that moment? Um, there's people that have stickers that say coexist. That's pretty much, like, the merging of everything everybody yeah. believes. And throwing Christianity in there, like, on even ground with yeah, it. Yeah, it's that uh, mosaic it, <laughs> spirituality of America. Everybody kind of picks and chooses. There's so much information, and since it's a pluralistic society, which is awesome, but now there's this kind, there's this, there's this buffet of religious thought out there, and Americans just kind of pick and choose what they're into. But I, I like that because once they have, like, a decent understanding and, and you kind of you flesh out your beliefs, I always think, like, once somebody's actually thought through their beliefs, whether it's, you know, whatever religion, once those th trains of thoughts have been worked out and Jesus Christ is properly explained to that person who's thought out their worldview already, once they see the other parts click, they're like, okay, there's more... There's more to this you guy and this religion and this bullshit. You ever notice how when you go to most churches, there's always people there, they're always over 60? And it seems to always be they're over 60. Like It's like these 60-year-olds died off 20 years ago, but there's new 60-year-olds here. But those 40-year-olds were, weren't there 20 years ago. Like You know what I mean? Like They all, at the end of their lives, seem to fucking and that gravitate makes, that makes towards perfect going sense. to church and... 
you know, finding their God before they meet their maker. You're a big Bill Burr guy. He's <laughs> like that. Because he was kind of, like, critical of, like, the whole thing. But now he's got a fucking wife yeah. and a family. And he's like, you know, I, you know, my wife kind of makes me go. And I kind of get it. You know, the community. <laughs> he's and, a and, and, right and, Yeah, he's acting he's a like. a bitch right now. And, it's, and you know, he it's one drinking. of those things where I'm like, listen, dude. You're already seeing... See, this is the Jordan Peterson kind of apologetic for Christianity. It's like, you could just look at how how functional this worldview is once it's lived out. Like, you see the benefits of community. You see the benefits of prayer, of meditation, of, you know, people sticking together, the humanitarian efforts of a closed-knit community that shares the same moral fiber. Like, that's a big fucking deal. Regular people are just... They recognize that that... There's a... It's, advantageous man it's a good idea now see that's where i think i step in is now i get to explain that you're reaping the benefits of this community this organization but let's get to the meat of it this motherfucker came back to life bro and he offers you the same shit what's a bigger deal than only dying for a little while isn't everyone afraid of dying yeah isn't it a weird thing and listen if it's the most natural thing why is it so foreign to us isn't that so That's fucking so weird? We think death is such a weird thing to us, but it happens to everything yep. all the time. Why is it such a weird alien thing to us? In my opinion, it's because it's not supposed to be. If you read the scriptures in the very beginning, it was good. We had eternal life with God in the garden, and then we fucked it up, and now it's a hot mess, and now justice, love, death there's all these things we lost in the garden and when you list those things it's all these things that are all fucking crazy why are we so weird about fucking death why is justice such a oh it's gotta happen you know what i mean like none of that makes sense under any sort of like naturalistic explanation time plus matter plus chance the neo-darwinian synthesis fucking survival of the fittest none of that stuff comes out at the end of that I hope I'm making sense. <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't know. When I think about like the evolution of Earth or whatever, I, I think of death becoming life. Like when you die, like you give birth to something else. Like if like a leaf falls or whatever, it's gonna drop a seed and create something else. Or like, you yeah. know what I mean? That's, that's mechanism. A, that's that's God reincarnation. Being awesome. Yeah, kind of. Well, and, I mean, if you're talking about like a fucking nut that falls on the floor and turns into something, that's not like but, but like if you're a bad person on the earth, then you're gonna die and come back as a goat. You ever ask them uh, where people the believe first that one came from? <laughs> people really believe that. Yeah, that's pretty standard in the fucking. We're the first ones to define what death is, mm. because like like a butterfly, you look at a fucking caterpillar, like a caterpillar dies, but a butterfly comes. Like they don't. The fucking caterpillars and think about death, like not, you know. Uh, I don't think any animal talks about death. Really I'm sure if we could talk to a dolphin, they would tell us too. <laughs> Brian's Aw- been eating the wafers, right? Awkward transition. I got five hip hop artists for you guys. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. The five artists. Of the all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. It's been a while. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, so number one on the yeah, list, I got cunning linguists. <clears throat> cunning linguists. They Geek were the, the bridge. They were to me. They were like the bridge between like you know, people that were really into like fucking like. In my mind, there was like this when I when Def Jam like was running shit when it was 
Ja Rule, fucking DMX and Jay-Z and Redman, Method Man, like that whole little era of time. That's the same time, like, I hate saying it like this, but like white backpack rap was like coming around. And I think guys well, the like the internet Cunning, came out. Yeah. That, that helped. Was it. Yeah, that was yeah, the, yeah. That was it. So these backpack rappers became a thing. And I think they bridged the gap because I remember me and my buddies being all about like Rhyme Sayers, Anticon, Definitive Jux, and all that shit. And you and your buddies were I on some like fucking. Yeah, yeah, and I you guys were on some fucking Jay-Z. You guys liked all that. And then, I like, I'm serious. Like, Cunning Linguist, fucking Lyricist Lounge. Tone like, Dev. Those are the kind of guys that middled Master Pack Ace. FM. All that shit. Like, yeah. those were the guys that, that middled that bridge where it was like, okay, so here's the extremes. That was my defense. Yeah, that, my, my, my defense was always, like, the Cunning Linguist side. Because you're right. Like, the way the atmosphere and Cunning Linguist, they both had their own little underground wave. Yeah. But there were different sounds. Yeah. And they had different vibes. I love that shit. And I like I, I like Cunning Linguist before I liked Atmosphere. But they, they came out at the same time, but I, I didn't yeah. listen to Atmosphere first. I listened to Cunning Linguist first, because I knew Deke and the villain. We had to fucking pull teeth to get this motherfucker to listen to Slug when we were kids, man. Yeah. He hated that shit. Him, Marshall, all you guys. Yeah, Ty, it took me a while. To I remember Ty put. I, oh, I, used I to was so him. excited to put. Oh, I'll God tell you Loves exactly ugly. what I said. And I was like, "Bro, <laughs> this this guy is my fucking hero." And Ty was like, "He's okay, I guess." And I was like, "You need to fucking leave, bro." Like, I couldn't take it. I was like, "You really don't like appreciate that? Like, you don't like this? Like, I I didn't know what to do. I know a gang of people did not like Slug at first, and I was like, I never understood it. Yeah. So when people tell me like, "Oh yeah, Tool's Tool's okay." Fuck you. <laughs> Punching your fucking Yeah, I throat. remember I remember I found Deke and the villain before he was with Cunning Linguist. There was like a, a little beat sections. Like like there was like dot coms and stuff and like people would put their beats on there, but now people just put them on YouTube. And I found Deke Deke and the Villain had like six hard ass beats. And I still got it. It was Deke and the Villain at AOL.com. I emailed him a couple times about some beats and shit. And then, yeah, that's how I found out about Cunning Linguist. Brian's been doing shit since AOL was running things. Right. Remember fucking Angel Fire pages? No. I don't remember any of the names. <laughs> right. Number There's two. so many. Number two. Jedi Mind Tricks. Oh man, same. They're they're all. It's like there's always these groups, hieroglyphics. Like there's all these little yeah. indie groups that always. They didn't sound the same, but I obviously grouped them all together. Um, but yeah. Same, You're right. same, same feeling, same, same everything. Same I hate, yeah, same feeling. Uh, one that's a little bit more mainstream, West Side Connection. Kid a guy, kid a guy, kid a guy. Kid My guy. favorite. That's why I do woo woo. <laughs> Bow down. That's my. Fi- that how, I how, think. How many groups of Cube have? Um, Lynch Mob. Fuck, I don't know. NWA, NWA West Side. He had a couple. That might have been it, actually. They got that Mount West something, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck it's called. West but yeah, North. West Side Connection, that album was is my favorite. I pledge allegiance to the rag. With this, I, I used to have that memorized. Me and, oh, man. You did it in the morning? Yeah, instead of the, I pledge allegiance to do the pledge allegiance to the rag. See, if I was a teacher and I heard that, I would whoop your ass. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't. Can't do that now. Fuji's. They're doing things again, right? Yeah. Getting back together. I enjoyed them. I just, they, you know. They were never my go-to until I got a little older. 
Like yeah. I, I listened to it and I was like, ah, cool, whatever. But then when I got a little older and I I started enjoying different types of music, that's when I got into them and I started listening to them like hardcore. And I was probably like I don't know, probably like twenty four. Like it yeah. took me like. Mine was more hit and miss with them. Like sometimes it'd be ones that are like, oh, these are musically like just correct. <laughs> you yeah, know, this is really good. Who is this? You know, oh, it's the Fugees, and I would do that a few times. And then it was like, it always ended up being their songs. You know what yeah. I mean? I would go, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. then I must like them. I didn't check right. for it. I would just ask about it. And then mm-hmm. it would be a different song, third yeah. song, fourth song. I'm like, okay, I actually, I think I like yeah, these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when I did get the albums, it was just kind of like hit and miss for me. But what I think they did is, well, a lot of their success is that they were the oddball during a highly like gangster run yes. era. Yeah, they were the go-to for anyone who Very didn't want to hear about cousin blood or who, anybody who didn't want to hear about any of that kind of stuff, and they still wanted to enjoy rap. There was the Fugees. They sold, you know, I think it was like thirty-one million albums or something like something crazy Woo! like that. Um, Lauren Hill sold thirteen million by herself. I that mean, miseducation. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it, it's like that's that's insane. So I mean, it was just the alternative, and it went on for a while. The next group to do it was the Black Eyed Peas. When the Fugees kind of died off, Lauren Hill got married to one of the Marleys or something. You always need a space. Yeah, there's there was like a little there's a, space. There's a category open. Right, for the one that's just like the odd one that, you know, like like the West Side Connection or Snoop Dogg, they're not going to knock on like the Black Eyed Peas door and go, right, we got, right. we got to, they're going to try to punk them and be <laughs> like, hey, we need to do a song together because y'all got a hot name. <laughs> and did it, that's not going to happen to them, even though they're on the West Coast, because that happens to West Coast artists. They're, I used to record down there in Long Beach. There was a lot of really good artists that always told me the same thing. No, nah, dude, they got like a clamp on the West. Like they don't let nobody in. Unless you know it, because everybody That's thinks true. everybody thinks the West Coast is stupid, because the only thing that was allowed yep. to be released to the West Coast yep. just wasn't generally wordsmiths. You know what I mean? They just Corrupt weren't really. One. But. Well, that's I don't. Need, that's fucking, even. That's that's rough. That's comparing a that to that's <laughs> yeah, totally a nods right. and shit. And like, yeah, stop it. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like other regions were allowed to be as intelligent as they want or whatever. But there's many rappers on the West there Coast. There still is. There's many rappers, and just recently, like actual really good West Coast rappers are starting to be allowed to rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's All pretty. All the dope that's rappers pretty now are starting to be thirty-five. But like, it's, but it's Jada corrupt Nas and then me. <laughs> 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 the uh, what was the fucking um, you know who's a, who reps like a super West Coast thing? I haven't been dialed into hip hop at all, so I might fucking bum people out right now. But in my mind, who like started to like break that mold was Kendrick Lamar. That's what I was thinking about sense? when I said that they're, you like, know, they're he, the, like he started getting like he was funky yeah, when, like when, Snoop. Like like it was good. like it was different. Yeah. It was <laughs> conscious. Yes. Like it, yeah. it was different. When you take into consideration everything, everything Ty said. Yeah. Yeah. Kendrick was the one to break that West it's, Coast. It's the mold first one. But he's still West Coast. He is. Yeah. Fuck. It, but it, it was I, just I a think, different thing. And yeah. I think I really like that. I think 30 years in 30 years of West Coast music. This is the shit Jack White talks shit about. This is the first time the West Coast allowed somebody who could actually really 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 rap he's well, not just a Eminem is from Detroit true. yeah but he came he out ended up on Dre's the west coast but, but that's 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 uh yeah, corporate but who he is yeah. is a Detroit trailer right you know what I mean yeah, yeah. he's opened up mom's probably read oh probably yeah read a lot he opened up a restaurant yeah you see that 
Eminem? Yeah, yeah he opened up a restaurant Mom's called Mom's Spaghetti. Oh, that's funny. That's awesome. And all yeah. I serve is spaghetti and spaghetti <laughs> sandwiches. Sketty sandwich. Oh, and meatballs. And yeah. It's called a sketty sandwich. That's that's it, it's kind of psycho. Right? But it's idea, fucking amazing because that's what I do with like old spaghetti. Like, I'll do that yeah. at the front. Yeah. I do that on, on downtown right now and sell them out right on Fremont. Number five, Boogie Down Productions. Boogie Down, Boogie Down, oh. Boogie Down, Boogie Down. Uh, they, were, they were the first. Weren't they like the first? That I th- would have to say they were like the first conscious... No, I mean, because they were the ones that were bringing peace to the streets. Didn't they bring peace to the streets before fucking... That was... You know what? I, I feel like rap started pretty conscious. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it kind of... I, I agree it with did. Common's beef song. Where like, I think it, I think with his narrative of what happened to hip-hop in that song is, is on point. The, um... What was the point? Oh, the point is fucking... I think they were the ones that were trying to bring it back to that original, like, hey, hip-hop was about, like, community and being, like, artistic and expression and I don't know when all this money hoes and fucking gangster shit happened, but I think they were trying to bring it back to... Yeah. And, was, you know, they always got a little on. bit militant. Are we talking about Boogie Down Productions? Yeah, yeah, yeah KRS-One. KRS-One. KRS, right? Yep. Okay, that's that's late in their career. You know, what yeah, I mean? that was like that early was after, on. Early that was, on, that was they, after all the battles and shit. He has an album cover where he's got a Uzi yeah, he's got in his hand. Where, like, yeah, like, yeah, where he's like, in the corner. Like, but not the, saying that the charisma was gangster rapping, but part of being conscious in a place like the Bronx at that time was probably so it was conscious as fuck to have a fucking Uzi. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it doesn't mean these people promoted violence. It's just they were being really raw who they were, but they weren't running around going, "I'm gonna smack well, your yeah. bitch with my." Uzi, I give I give I'm a pass to early hip hop that was like trying to reveal like, "Hey, this is how it is around here." I just don't understand how a decade later this is a still a good idea for you guys. This is what you guys. This is what we're right. doing. This we is heard the it. Big money shit. I, my deal is cool. we heard you. We heard it. We know it's there. Thank you. And now we've got your son doing it. And we've got your It hurts your my feelings, dog. It. Like it's fucking it's it's really fucking rough spot. It's like I'm, man. I'm actually curious now that you like, shut up and rap around selling drugs. Well, I remember fucking hearing adults when I was a kid always blaming fucking video games and hip hop. And then when I was a kid, I was like, That's not fair. Now I'm an adult parent. And I'm like, you know what? Those parents, no one should have they should have been taken a lot more fucking serious, man. A lot of fucking rich kids that don't have any hood problems at all introduced hood shit into their world and i know a gang of them that aren't alive right now it's all your fucking fault drake if <laughs> it's mostly fucking it, you know what's funny eminem had a little he had a take on it and it, remember his song with dre where he was going but you taught me all this shit yeah 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 um kind of on point man was it guilty conscious yeah something like that yeah that fucking verse he says about, like, who the fuck are you telling me to be nonviolent, bro? Like, you started this whole gangster rap shit, and it's like, Mr. he's Dre, not fucking... Mr. NWA. Yeah, that shit is not fucking not true, man. Yeah. Powder so- Joe. Let's, dude, we can go through a fucking list of kids that are fucked off right now, and it is almost exclusively hip-hops. I mean, everyone's got their fucking, you made your bed sleep in it situation, but... These kids weren't thinking, talking, or acting like this because I knew some of these guys like pre hip hop, and it's like you were a fucking rich dork. <laughs> now you got some money. You went to Mexico and got a bunch of pills. Now you're this ecstasy baron. <laughs> yeah, no, now they're all fucking dead, and it's like that's because oh, of hip hop, bro. That that's because hip hop, son, and that's a shame. It's true. That sucks. I know that I know shit bothers me. Kids, I know a couple of kids off top that you're talking about. I know you Not do. We, we went to the same. Yeah, I mean, this isn't a single story. I'm talking about like fucking yeah. eight, nine, ten fucking kids yes. this happened to. It's yes. like dumb rich kids just, just like, oh, I'm going to do this now. It's like this lifestyle. 
shouldn't have been like promoted as like a go-to. It was supposed to be a reckoning. It was supposed to be a fucking call for justice and understanding. Mm. And then it turned into like a lifestyle and a community and a thing. It's like fucking morons, bro. Like, I don't know. It breaks my heart. That shit's super sad. I think people, what people overlooked with rap is that, uh, you know, comparing to other genres, uh, other genres, it takes a lot for one of those songs to really get into your mind. Other, a lot of the time, you're kind of just feeling the song and you're liking it for other reasons. You're moving to it, whatever it is. But the lyrics are kind of like secondary, you know what I mean? In other genres, I think it depends right? on the individual, but it, I, it, I, do, it, I know the what lyrics you mean. are secondary. Mean, yeah. Whereas rap, on a mixing level, the lyrics are exponentially higher than any other genre. You would think so. <laughs> right. It, dude, the, the voice is way on top of the beat. You know what I mean? And yeah. it sounds great now because that's what, you know, that's what rap is. But my point is, is that rap gets to, instead of a, you know, eight measures of another genre song, it's about a little, like, tiny bit of a paragraph down a page. A rap verse that's 16 bars or eight bars or whatever is probably the entire page, maybe the next page. Like, you're saying a lot yeah, in a yeah, little yeah. bit of time. And it's, it's more powerful than people gave credit for. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it, it was a way to mind fuck people. Like, if you listen to other genres, it's like, yeah, you hear like a dope line every once in a while and you go, oh, that's dope. I love him for that. And blah, blah, blah. I love this part right Sweet here. Home yeah. Alabama. Like, there's, there's yeah, something yeah. you like about it, yeah. whatever it is. But rap, it's like there's these, these, these hyped up hooks. And then in between is somebody's it, perspective. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a long time of that perspective, yeah. and it, it, it's, it's a like lot. You tried to live those. He lives. has the floor longer than like Tom Petty does in a verse. It's very interesting. Yeah, you he has the picture. floor longer than than fucking whatever pop singer is on because he's only singing for eight bars too, or rapping for sixteen or singing or whatever. That's the common verse uh, length, like eight, sixteen bars, whatever. Um, but the but the amount of things being said, it gives gives a rapper. And unfortunately, a lot of idiots are rappers right now. It gives them yeah. that influence, and it it's heavy. You know, it's heavy as fuck. That, I mean, plainly put, that that's super interesting. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, we can go into a million reasons why rap got the hold on folks like it did, but like a real simple is like, oh, there's just a lot of words to it, so there's more... Yeah. There's more information. Yeah, just there's sounds, more information, more bro. Like it has it's more that opportunities easy. There's to more persuade information you. <laughs> there. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Bob Dylan had a lot of fucking words in his yeah. song, bro. And <laughs> like, and like dog, talk about fools that had like fucking revolutionary like careers that had like the kind of effect on a nation the way that we're talking about hip hop. They had a lot of fucking they words said in their songs, more things. bro. Yeah. Ginsburg said a lot of shit. <laughs> Dude, have you seen Bob Dylan's interviews, bro? Yeah. Shit. I had a Bob Dylan run. Give that motherfucker time to rap. Even if it's just like shitty poetry. He, he like was Jim rapping. Yeah, yeah. He, he was 100% rapping, bro. Bob Dylan. That was... motherfucker got crowned the king of folk and then went back to the folk fucking festival the next year and plugged in an electric, electric guitar, guitar in front yeah. of everyone. <laughs> Son, I can't stress to you how fucking triple OG that is. Like, they, they, everything's context. Whenever I talk about the Bible, I always talk about, listen, dude, if you had context for that story, it would really fuck you off. Like, this is another example of biblical proportion. That motherfucker gets hailed. He get and then comes on stage the next year. Bing! Yep. Plugs in and everyone went, "What the fuck is he doing?" Bob Dylan started this gangster shit. Bro. Yes, he did. And this is the motherfucking thanks he gets. <laughs> 
Dylan. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Dude, I hey. want to see him at His the son's whack ass band is good show. too. What's the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Dylan, what's his fucking oh, yeah. band, bro? It's not bad, um, bro. People it's say not... it's bad. They're lying. No, okay. So he's fuck, like, what is it called, though? Oh. God damn it. Where's my stupid fucking right? phone? And like, it sucks because he's like a fucking good looking dude, too. Gorgeous. Like, man, yeah. fuck you, fucking Bob Dylan's son <laughs> and your fucking band. Oh. Nobody knows the name of. Oh, it's how good. does Bob Dylan's son not? How, how was his band's not famous? I, it is, bro. It well, they was, had like a, was, a hit. Jesus. A hit with that was like Christ. on every fucking soundtrack of every movie for like a summer. <laughs> Music group. Jacob Dylan. The Wallflowers. Yes, motherfucker. What was their hit? Uh, I put on five Wallflower songs right I'll now that you know yeah. words of. Yeah. That's crazy. From fucking 89. Yeah. Yeah, his uh, his dad was a big deal. Sticking on the subject of music and a uh, a person who made his name in rap but is now trying to <clears throat> cross over into the rock genre. Oh, my and it's God. Not, it's not Lil Wayne. He fucked up major. Machine Gun Kelly. Dude. Went on stage. What a fucking and idiot. Talked shit. About at who? A, at a rock festival. <laughs> a rapper. About Corey Taylor and Slipknot. <laughs> what the fuck? He got ripped to shreds. Destroyed. He was just talking out of turn or? He said. He was talking music like, subjective. Why can't he? Like, well, he's a rapper that tried to turn rocker. So he was talking shit about forty-year-olds um, on stage wearing masks. Talking shit. Everyone that's ever been on stage wears a mask, dog. I don't want right. to hear that shit. You fight all those tattoos. You painted your mask on you, you fucking faggot. Like I can't. <laughs> like this is why I get weird with people. It's like, listen, bro, stop it. 40-year-olds in masks, you're a fucking grown man who covered all his shit, your dyed hair, all everything you fucking do is a mask and a projection, you <laughs> fag. Shut Hell the yeah. fuck up. Did you hear? I can't, bro. Did you Did you see the uh, the tweet that Corey Taylor put out? No, what Corey said. So, hey, Corey can beat his little ass. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> Corey, fuck him up. The beef started because um, um, Travis Barker and Corey Taylor had... Corey Taylor sent a verse over to MGK, and MGK put a little guitar over it or whatever. And then he was like, I kind of want it to sound like this, and then you could say this. And Corey Taylor was like, nope, I don't, I don't want you to use my verse because he didn't want anybody writing for him or anything. Yeah. And then so fucking Travis Barker was the middleman, and he was like, MGK did this, he did that. And then so MGK got mad because fucking Corey Taylor didn't want to be on his fucking album. Oh, see, that's a straight bitch move. Like, I didn't get my way, so eh. And that's why he went on stage and did that. What'd he say, though? Just talking. That, that's what, that's what, what he said yeah. about the fucking mask. That's it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I mean, Slipknot, though. Dog, Slipknot. To go. First of all, bro, you're a rapper that got ate up by Eminem. Like, I mean, that's like your thing. And then the next album you put out is a fucking rock album. All of us now. Didn't that Tom community. McDonald guy call him out on that? He yeah. goes, yo, man, you got kicked out of yeah. hip hop, bro. Now, like, now and you're trying hip- to battle me. Now dude? you're Stop. fucked out of the hip hop community. <laughs> and you try to go to the rock community and you dis fucking Slipknot on stage. Same. What the fuck are you thinking? All this angst. I just want to grab them and be like, you know what it is? It's the fucking ego because he's fucking Megan Fox. <laughs> These guys bang fucking chicks that look like Megan all the time. That's eh, what it's all about. 
Yeah, dude. And then he went on, like, he went, because he got, like, the people that were there to see him booed him off stage. Yeah. It's a bad call, bro. And then he went out and, like, tried to fucking, you know, clean it up. the situation, like, trying to fucking, like. That's how he gets his money, though. His ass to Slipknot fans. And then, he try, and then he tries to make it like it's everybody else's Sorry, fault. I didn't know that they were beloved. Right? <laughs> like, whether you like Slipknot or, or, you know, or not, um, it, you can't deny, like, what they've been able to, uh, to do in the last, you know, 15-plus years. I'll, yeah, fuck it, almost 20 years. Because I remember working at the fucking Best Buy in Burbank in, Slipknot? like, 2002. Bro, they've been around for Dude, fucking were, ever, bro. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, like, 20-plus fucking years you can't deny like what they've done, like not only like for the genre of like rock slash metal, but like for music. Well, any of those like sub genre genres, like, you know, rock split up and all those things. Like yeah. you, you got to There's always like torch bearers that keep it going. And it's like, listen, if that band doesn't go, that style of music might be fucking gone. You know what I mean? Like that whole shit might've just went up like ska. You know what I mean? Like there yeah. hasn't been any like <laughs> torch fucking holding ska bands. Their first live performances. Like, I guess, they, I don't know, like, they did, like, a month or two of live performances before, but their first big one, like, three months into it, was the fucking Vans, the Warp Tour, or some shit. Yeah. Like, so they went from literally fucking, like, doing nothing to fucking skyrocket, just boom, right in there. That's the thing. Right up the... F- Machine Gun Kelly. Is the rock music any good? You guys heard any of it? Ah, no. I have. It's not... It's more like Blink One Eighty Two ish, right? It's is like it whiny kinda, shit. Uh, right? whiny. I haven't listened to it enough. It's like like a mix of like Blink and like shit kids like nowadays, like Avenged Sevenfold. So he sounds like Green Day? <laughs> I guess kind of. With like less you know minus the talent. A really roughed up Weezer. <laughs> a really <laughs> tough fucking Weezer. Right. Like, they didn't have any more fucking venti cups at Starbucks. <laughs> he's, all, uh, he's all angsty. Machine gun. It's fucking up, man. Like, it's funny when people think, like, like, oh, yeah, I'll fucking shit on this person or on this thing, and it just completely backfires. I just don't understand that style in general. Like, that's your go-to? That's well, what we're going to do? <laughs> he grew that's up how in, you're going to do it? He grew up in the era of fucking... Of, Trolling and shit. I mean, six nine. Like, he grew up playing the dozens. Like he just grew up playing. Like the only way to fucking do it is just fucking troll. Like say whatever. Like who cares? Like I don't think he knew the repercussions. Those fucking that he would have. Paul brothers. He just he just wanted to get the favors. biggest. <laughs> he just wanted to get the biggest reaction. Like Jake Paul. Yeah. Just wants to get the biggest reaction. No one damn well he won't be able to fucking... It kind of scares me how the nation just takes this shit like hook bait and sinker, dude. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, damn. I'm telling you, man, anybody who's not familiar with it, you watch the first 20 minutes of Idiocracy and pause it and take oh, a long yeah. fucking break and think about how things are going right now. You watch that movie and be like, what the fuck? And then look at the date and yeah. when that movie was made yeah. and be like, oh, shit. I love that fucking movie. What's the fucking... What's the, what's the speech? I think it's called The, the Network... I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to oh, take... Yeah. Bro, I'm man, there's some classic shit out there where it's like, yeah, people... Be- it's like hearing those old Andrew Jackson quotes about the Federal Reserve and stuff, and you're like, damn, my man was like... <laughs> my man knew some shit. Saw that coming. Well, like, Ange knew Jackson. 
Huh. Oh, I think the scorpions ate every dude. We dumped a shit ton of well, crickets in I'll there. I'll tell you what oh, yeah. though. I, I'll tell you one thing. Everybody not believing in Derek Carr. You know what? You know what? Hey, you know what? You know what you're really three wins me? away from a fucking fifty dollar bill, broski. Nope. Four. What do you mean? Oh, he's got a beat. A, yep. It was over, over six. six. So you guys are gonna push at six? Oh, the oh. look at him, dude! Look at him! Whoa! Look at him! No, 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 no! The, the bet was the bet was more than six wins. He gets fifty. Six or under, I get fifty. Six oh, or under. You're gonna under? lose that one this you year. You yeah. fucked up, Brian. Damn it! So, you got to no. push it six, Broski. Oh yeah. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> fucking. I just want to get this off my chest. I just want to put this fucking out there. But I fucking. All right. So I went to the fucking. I was at I was at both home games. I, I went to the Raiders fucking Ravens. I saw Derek Carr fucking go to overtime. No timeouts. Thirty four seconds left in the fourth quarter. Had to drop him down, get a field goal, tied game, going to overtime. Thirty four seconds, no timeouts. I'm fucking all week fucking recording all these programs. See what they're gonna say about Derek Carr. Nada. Fucking last week, Aaron Rodgers got thirty eight seconds left, no timeouts. Throws two passes to Devontae Adams just to get in field goal range. We don't got no Devontae Adams. But what are you talking about? Your whole fucking offense revolves around fucking Darren Waller. Darren Waller didn't get see one of those passes. Darren Waller didn't see one. What did he do the fucking rest of the game? He yeah, was a huge on, part of the on, offense. Not on that drive. He's a tight end, but not on that drive. Yeah. On, on that not, one drive. On no, that one drive. There's a whole fucking game, not just a drive. But that's what right. that's what I'm I'm talking about. The last drive. That nobody talked about. Derek Carr did not see, did not even look Darren Waller's but you, way. You got those yards to get the field going to was, go over You guys overtime. don't have a Devontae Adams. You don't. You have a fucking Darren Waller. Devontae Adams is way. I would rather have a better receiver than a better tight end. What the fuck's a tight end do? Uh, tight end, a good tight end. A good right? tight end. Actually, but compared, every, to, but every compared champ, to a Devontae every Adams, NFL look at, look at championship fucking, team has a sick tight end. Right, it's it's okay, a thing, bro. Like, Gronk, every, there's, there has Kelsey. not been a NFL team the that Niners has a high power offense. Fucking, what's his name? Yeah, but so we don't Dwight have Clark. a Devontae Adams. We don't have somebody that could separate the field. Your to quarterback, get us those yards. your quarterback, is also not fucking Aaron Rodgers. But a tight end doesn't separate the field the way a wide receiver can to get you yes, the opportunities. They, yeah. they totally can. Yeah, they're okay. they're taller, right? Well, what so I'm this saying is the is, thing. Like a big giant person that's six six and two hundred and forty pounds and can jump, it creates a big ass window that no one can guard right in the middle of the field. It's a threat, you know what I mean? And it and it happens a lot. Yeah, but I you're throw not it. throwing it down the middle of the field when you have no timeouts left in thirty four seconds. You got to get this the is true, ball. right? So not on that drive. It makes sense. That's that what Waller I'm saying. Didn't get the and ball. you don't hear anything about that because so Waller was no threat in right. that game at so all. Car Car was good because he was picking him apart without his major threat. Yes. Right? Okay. That's and what you're you to say. don't hear a damn thing about it. Right. Aaron Rodgers comes good. out. Aaron. Car's not that good. No, dude. he's got the most yards in the league right now. Why didn't by two hundred yards? Why didn't, right now, why didn't he three Carr games start in? the first game? He did. So how? Did, no, he didn't. Did he? The very yeah. first game of the year? Mm-hmm. Did he get benched? No. He got hurt. No. Okay. Mariota came in for like a player too. No, last year he didn't. Mar- Mariota might have done, I think, like a thirty-yard. No, run he, did. Yeah, thought, he did. He I did thought, a he got run. Derek, Derek Carr got injured. He fucking no, no, no. It, 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 no, it was. No, yeah, that was last year, but this year I think against the Ravens, Mariota had like a thirty-yard run or something. But 
So I don't. What I was saying was I didn't see anything on. I've recorded all these fucking television shows on ESPN. Didn't hear him say one word. Aaron Rodgers did the same thing with four seconds and threw it to Devonta Adams twice. Uh huh. It's because he has a Devonta Adams. Right, but. I'm not even searching for this shit. I just have the TV on, and I'm hearing Aaron Rodgers fucking because did this. Aaron Rodgers is m- fucking immaculate feet. But Derek Carr did this same shit with less. But he's fucking Derek Carr. Right, so what the fuck? Like, Why doesn't he get the same love as Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. like If he, if he does it consistently for about like two more years, him. then he would. You know what I mean? If, if he played like that for two years consistently... And he totally would. Uh, I agree with you. I'm a Raiders fan. I think Derek Carr is good. He's, um, I think he's. Fucking- I think he's been good ever since he's been on the Raiders. You know what I mean? Every anytime he plays, there's always a chance of something happening. Is the feeling I have. In the heyday of the Bash Brothers, people gave a shit about Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire. Right. Nobody gave a fuck how many home runs Terry Steinbach had. No. Well, and and here's the thing. Let me let me. Let me tell you this. This this is gonna fucking blow your mind. What what have I is always it? said? What have I what have I always said? Fucking uh, the defense the the Raiders defense has always been twenty fifth or worse with Derek Carr. That's why he's got the most fourth quarter comebacks since his rookie year. Nobody has more fourth quarter comebacks or wins than Derek Carr because his defense always put him his he he had to step up. None of that matters though. But no, it, look factors. at the Chiefs this year. It doesn't Their like, defense is shit and they're one and two. I don't care how many fourth quarter regular season Mahomes can't even Derek get you out of has. a shitty defense. How many playoff wins does he have? How many fucking Super Bowl rings does he have? He's had a shitty how defense. How many MVPs does he have? None. He, so the, what the, he the one does, year we had a decent defense, he was run, he was in the running. He would have got MVP if he didn't break his leg in the in the game before the last game. He would have got that MVP. Should have, could have, would have. But he broke his fucking ankle. It was the only year we had a decent defense. And Carson Wentz would have won the fucking MVP had he not fucking blew out his knee that year he got injured. Yeah, but Derek Carr's doing it right now with a good D. He's showing us that with a good D, if you give me a lead, I will sustain the lead. Just don't give up. We'll points. see. See, you're fucking like hyped off of three games in. I know the I, season. I this season, like this. <laughs> it's, it's fun. <laughs> it's not 16 games anymore. It's 17 games. Woo. He's got 14 more fucking games to either sustain this or fuck it up. And I'll tell you what. Look at his fucking numbers, and it will tell you that he will sustain it because he has some of the best numbers. His numbers. Rival the top six fucking Again, quarterbacks in the his league numbers don't mean started. shit without playoff appearances. They don't mean shit with a bad D. But you can't keep fucking falling on that. But Why that's not, the problem. Yeah, he's, he's saying it seems like a pretty good thing year, to fall on. He's saying the potential you know for this year is really good because the Raiders finally have. You know how many defense. fucking AFC East titles the Dolphins won with just Dan Marino? I mean, are no we, fucking are we, running are we, are we back. Talking about Dan Marino and fucking Derek Carr right now. Yeah, there's no like, no. I'm, I, I don't think he's putting I'm, him on a I'm Dan scale. To, I'm trying to fucking like show him like you don't need a fucking fantastic D because Dan Marino didn't have a defense. He didn't have a fucking running back. And he had very mediocre receivers he that he, he made didn't. great. You say the Raiders don't have a Devonte Adams, but if Derek Carr were great, they're getting him next year. He'd, ma- I, I believe that. Because, yeah. but if if he were a great quarterback, he would make somebody on that fucking. What's that little white boy's name? Hunter Renfro. Yeah, he'd be up there with fucking Julian Edelman and like all those other little fucking white guys that like Tom Brady loves to. Throw they are to. right now. I don't see. I don't see that. 
these first three games, they they have the most receivers with two hundred yards. No, I'm just saying overall. Like I don't like fuck this season. It's three games in. Yeah, if yeah, Derek we Carr were a great quarterback, he would have an Avanti Adams. He's a kid though. Derek Carr isn't he? No. How old is he? He's like what, like six he's years, like five 20, years in. Yeah, he's like six, seven years in. How old is like he? Twenty eight. Oh, I don't give 30. a fuck. I don't give a fuck about knowing who's not thirty yet. You know <laughs> what? I you don't know, care. like what what he has going for him is he's not like he hasn't been like fucked up, fucked up, injured. The king of kings. That's what yeah. he's got going for yeah, him. And that with that fucking peckerwood <laughs> we'll looking see, tattoo. We'll, we'll, we'll what the fuck, bro? I almost <laughs> got that. By the way, if if we have a good D this year and Carr doesn't show up when we don't win, then I'll agree with you and I'll agree with everybody. It's always hated on Carr because everybody is always hated on Carr. But I was always one saying, "No, Carr's good. Carr's good. I love Carr." Oh, holy shit! Are they feeding right now? Got yeah, his you, ass. You see him with the fucking damn. Shit. It turns into hey, gladiator know. around here, bro. <laughs> it gets fucking dark. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take what you're saying. Like oh, if, if the Raiders have a top twenty-five D or a, a defense that's oh. better than you know, yeah, top twenty-five D, and we still don't win the playoff game, then I'll agree. Okay, yeah, Carr might be the problem. But as of today, you could still look at his fucking numbers. And they, like I said, rival the best in the fucking league. But again, numbers mean, like, you know, the only numbers that matter are Super Bowl wins. Ask and the Raiders, <laughs> the Raiders have a lot, but they haven't in a fucking while. I, I, we're going to get one before Gordon leaves. I fucking don't. I don't know, man. I don't Fucking, think so. I we, think there, there's so much. It's, good a, it's competition a young, it's AFC. a young coach's league. I've been hearing hey, Derek a lot Carr, of that Derek Carr is not playing right now, though. Like he's he's dead serious. Very very laser focused. Like the only thing that's really going to stop he grew him up in a this year. House. I think the only thing that's going to stop him this year is going to be an injury. You know what I mean? If, if, if that's going to stop him. Yeah, he's but fucking they, they right need now. It, so far, they've he's, done okay. When you actually watch, though, like when you watch the, you watch him, what he's doing, and like the plays that he's making, they're like ballsy as fuck. Yeah, like, dude, it, like and, Brett Farvish. Yeah, yeah, it, I do it, see a lot of Brett Farvish. I was just going to say that's that. that. I was like, I do four. enjoy how he's got his fucking balls out, man. The he also looks down. like the fucking shitty neighbor from Toy Story. That little kid. Yeah. He does. Or like an emo Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> he puts on fucking guy liner for sure. For dog. sure. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, he always it, does. You know, fucking, that's, that's what Jesus would want. Well, it's because uh, he didn't <laughs> put the... Look good out there, dog. Right. Represent the Kang. <laughs> Derek fucking car. He's not making the same mistakes. He's giving himself more chances. He's not. The, the offensive like, line is actually holding together pretty well. He doesn't throw picks either. Yeah, Every he year, he, no, he doesn't. He, well, you don't got to throw picks when you're fucking he, four and out. He, he he fumbles a lot though. That's the problem. He hold on, dog. Didn't you? So did you watch the program? Remember that fucking scene? Yeah, he makes him hold the fucking thing, and the homies in the classroom fuck with him. Gotta you know, do it. You know who's fucking who's really good that I noticed in that first fucking Monday night game against the Ravens. Who's the other guy? The white guy that used to be an addict. That's a D lineman now. Oh yeah, Max Crosby. Yes. Crosby. Yeah, he's, we got him in the third round. He's a fucking dude. He was getting at him. Yeah. He's had more sacks because we got him the same year we traded Mac. He has more sacks and tackles for loss than Khalil Mack right now. So we got a better, I mean, I'm not saying he's better than Khalil Mack, but his numbers are better. Yep. So. Overall, no. He's a linebacker or a D linebacker? Uh, he's D-line. a D lineman. Khalil Max, a linebacker. Yeah. 
No, so you no, no, really, no. Khalil yeah. Max, uh, D line. He came in as linebacker, but he's a D line now. He's still D line for Chicago. Yeah, he plays outside linebacker. Yeah, no, he plays D line. He plays outside linebacker for Chicago now. Yeah. Oh, okay. I never thought he got switched up back over. Jeez. Yeah, dude, this year is gonna be hard. You got Kyler Murray, fucking shit. Jacoby Ford's looking like a fucking damn. Where the fuck did he come from? You know who looks scary? Who looks like a fucking Super Bowl team? Like right? I mean, not to overreact. But right fucking now, it's the Rams. Matthew Stafford. Like, I'm so happy he's out of Detroit so people can see him Fine. fucking ball now. That's what Calvin Johnson and Deion Sanders would have both done. You like, he's getting Barry this Sanders? opportunity. Barry Sanders. Did I say Deion Sanders? He said Deion. He's getting that opportunity that those two didn't. Yeah. He got out of the so shit to even fucking. <laughs> he pretty much. <laughs> I mean, like, even in Detroit, like, he was still fucking, like, you're like, damn, this guy, this guy would be fucking great yeah. if he wasn't on that shitty team. Yeah, beat the fucking Bucks. That was fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Oh, nobody... that's the team. That's what we watched that. What we were watching. Yeah, we were eating. And I looked oh, up yeah, and yeah. I was like, fucking holy shit, dude's probably so pissed. I think the Raiders are going to beat the fucking Dolphins. Then I looked over. I was like, damn, look at Tom's having some fucking trouble on the TV. Who the Raiders play tomorrow? Uh, Monday night, we got the Chargers. In Los Angeles. So it's a home game for us. Pretty much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. None of you fucking Mexicans have to come out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the chance. It's the chance to see the beloved Raiders of LA. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be <laughs> black hole. Because we hard hit it, you know. Bro, why'd LA. you say LA? <laughs> why'd you say that, bro? LA. That's what it is. Fuck. That's my favorite did, thing. So when when you guys were younger, <laughs> what did did people have like just Homer teams, or like, did you have friend like you know, like Brian? His fucking family's from Buffalo. Yeah, dude. When right. you're from Vegas, it's your fucking team is where your family came from. And if you're from Vegas, I noticed a lot of people that are from here they didn't have like teams. They had people. You yeah, know what I, I mean? Like my favorite player. Yeah, exactly. Is, yeah. yeah, that's what I remember a lot. Like on the bus rides when I was a kid, there wasn't like a fucking. Everybody had, like, you know, when I was a kid, everyone loved fucking Emmett Smith and shit. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, that was a big one. That was one. the Emmett, Jerry Rice. Yeah, yeah that Emmett little Smith. fucking, that little piece of time. Like Barry Sanders was so much better than Emmett Smith. Right. And they speak of he him in the same, funner, like, he, vein. It's like, dude, it's there's no close. comparison. If you if you gave Barry Sanders oh the, the Cowboys line, Jesus. what would have happened? Like he would have rushed for four thousand yards. Like the, every it would have fucking been season, ridiculous. Yeah. Now, when, yeah, when you look at Barry highlights and you look at like just his bottom torso, it looks like a fake, funny little fucking like cut off screen yeah. where they put like the yeah. bitch dancing at the bottom, yep. and then the dude dancing at the top, and it looks silly. Yeah. Like it looks odd. You're like that fucker moves different. And look how fast that is with power. He just turned course. Like they, they used to say, like he would go backwards. Sometimes more yards than he would have gained, like the whole fucking game, just because he's their fucking offensive line sucked. But he was so good at escaping the defense, you know, he would have to go back like fucking 10, 12 yards Hmm. just to get fucking a two yard gain. And that was back when, like, it wasn't just when you stopped making forward progress, was the down, like, they can drag your ass an additional seven, bro. (laughs) Like, your ass can get thrown over another five. That was, so that was extra ballsy. It's like, bro, I might lose 20 on this hit, dude. Fuck. That sucks. I, I would have to say probably the greatest ever. 
you know, yeah, for for the those funnest facts. for sure. Even man. though he never won a title, he never like he's the damn he's the greatest space, ever man, because the, 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 those highlights. There's nothing like that. Like it's a whole career else. of fucking yeah. Dante Hall. Like and he's taking on like like he makes Lawrence Taylor look like an idiot. He yeah. make he's making the all time great making Bruce Smith turn like, around and shit. Yeah, like making these these highly aware, yeah. highly tuned fall of famers look like fucking like Pop Warner players. Like it's it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like a little linebacker. That was like a hot little piece when those guys were like a big deal. Cause oh, yeah. they, that was a thing where there was a group of them, and then who, who the, the Ravens cat was the only one after Ray that. Lewis. that I, Ray yeah, Lewis. Ray was Ray, yeah. and then who, who who's right now is like the Brian was on that little list. Brian Urlacher? Yeah, yeah, but he's more like the Ray Lewis time. Yeah, right. Yeah, who is it now? So who is it now? That's what I mean. It's like there was a group back in those anybody. days. Uh, like there's a guy on the Rams, uh, uh, Aaron Donald. Yeah, but oh, hey, did man. I win that he's fucking a, yeah, Cardinals? But he's not like Ray Lewis. He's not like a headhunter no, like Ray Lewis. But he's a but he's a he's, <laughs> he's a, a defensive major lineman. factor. Yeah. Factor. Yeah, he's yeah. a D lineman that you can't block. It's basically he. You have to just account for him being in your shit yeah. on every yeah. play. You know what Bro. I mean? Like you have that's to some shack shit. Like he's yo, like, we we make plays yeah. based on this Aaron, man. Yeah. Aaron Donald's fucking like what? Aaron Donald's like an inch taller than me, but like two seventy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the weirdest freaking. So I was watching this thing on him. And they say that he like oh the run like a the, bear guy. Yeah, yeah. He puts weight on Ty's himself. Been talking and about this to, motherfucker for a minute. He tries to stay what? as low as he can. He tries to stay as low as he can on the on the ground and have as much weight as he can pull as low as he can. So it's just creating these insanely so the muscle, muscles. Yeah, the muscle matrix for, he's putting yeah, together. Just for football. Dang. Just so it's these big guys, <laughs> the, guy, the guys that he's taking on are, are 330 pounds <sighs> and 6'6". Six, six. Like this guy is like I gotta a get Wolverine. low, dog. I gotta get. He's him. like a two hundred and seventy pound Wolverine that these guys are just not gonna be able to really block. Like, and he's in there <laughs> on every play. Um, I'd say he's probably the most imposing defender right now. The, 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 I look at it from a coaching standpoint. If I was the defensive coordinator, that would or the offensive coordinator, that would suck. Yeah, having to contend with this because I can't put a man in front of him to stop him. Yeah, There's like he's going to get in there. Like the Ravens. Like we're calling <laughs> shit specific. Yeah, I can't. Like so I, if hardcore. I run at him, he's strong enough to throw the guy in front of him, you know, and to make the tackle. If I run away from him, he's fast enough to come and cause a fucking fumble or some shit. Like we don't really know what to do. Like that—that's what I see with players. You know what? Um, like for for a while, it was Khalil Mack. Yeah. He got traded to the Bears, and he's yeah. like falling off. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what happened with that. They had a good D too around him. Junior yeah. Sam was before all. That. Yeah, yeah. Junior that, so he, he he went from the LT to Junior, and then to Ray. Ray. Yeah, yeah I'd say that's a good progression. That's fun. And then, like in between, I used to know so much shit. I can't name fucking five NFL players right now. If you gave me a yeah, like in between, bro, uh, yeah, in between like great. Junior and and Ray, I would say like there was like. Zach Thomas and uh, yeah, the dude from Green Bay with that long hair, Clay Matthews. Oh, Clay Green. Matthews. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, I got it wrong. No, Clay Matthews. Right? Uh, yeah. Fuck, I don't know. I can't think of anybody right now. Actually, Did anybody in the backfield crack anyone anymore? Is there any like fucking Ronnie Lott motherfuckers running around? You can't. No. No. The, the thing is, is that yeah, you you really? kind of can't. Like the way yeah. Ronnie Lott used to hit. 
you like his highlight reel is like just a bunch of flags. Was, now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo, you're exactly. fucked. Up. Ronnie Lott would be banned within three games. <laughs> he also or, uh, put his fucking pinky fucking on the floor to get back in the game, dog. So or he's allowed like, to do whatever like he Steve wants. Atwater, him too. Like, do you they remember? They would the, all be banned. Remember that highlight of Steve Atwater knocking the fuck out of Christian Okoye? Yeah, that was gnarly. <laughs> That was that was probably one of the oh, biggest man. disappointments because I was a Christian Okoye because he was the the Nigerian nightmare and he looks because he had yeah. like the fucking that big old super thing on the back pack. yeah <laughs> so he looked all he had all the extras <laughs> I love that and, and he was genuinely fast so anybody yeah. with with a mind to calculate it's like this dude's two fifty five. He's really fast. He runs like a four four. When he smacks into me, it's gonna be a. You'd see guys. You'd see guys kind of. You'd see guys olaying him, dude. Like yeah. he'd be running at him. They'd be going woo. Nice. Like <laughs> no, fuck that. And then he ran like, into Steve Atwater one day and got. But see, in 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 uh, Christian's defense, wow. he was kind of up. Like I I I understand. I don't think he saw him. Even though he was right in the hole with him, I think he was probably looking somewhere and just didn't expect him to be there and lost the collision. He didn't race himself. If I'm a fucking himself, running back, though, that and makes Steve Atwater a strong fucking You're always got like, that. Yeah, I'm like, where the fuck is <laughs> right? fucking 27? Can but I honestly, if I honestly, you put Christian Okoye 10 yards away and you put, uh, you know, uh, Steve Atwater 10 yards away and you let them run into each other and they're both aware and both, I think Christian Okoye is going to flatten Steve Atwater. <laughs> you know what I mean? But. I think on that particular play, he just caught his ass. That's why sports have like a ball and rule. You right. know what I mean? Because yeah. you got to throw that stuff off to make it a well, thing. Well, no, I mean a Technique. tailback. A tailback gets, so a, gets a handoff, and part of it is vision, like looking for holes and yeah. stuff. Sometimes you'll look, and Steve Atwater is fucking there in like one split second. You don't even get a chance to make a, a you know, you don't. He's not even supposed to fucking be there. He's in the hole. You know what I mean? Like someone's supposed to block him. You know what, hey, what, man, like, what the, the fuck, fuck is but he you, doing you take here? A, you take a quick little glance over to the right. Like, okay, he got him. Like, eh, bam! Like that. That happens. And I think that's what happened to him on that okay. one. And it was it was just right in the hole. It was beautiful looking. It's just a you know the whole crowd was going ooh like. For like five minutes. Imagine being the guy that gets spun around by him too. See, you're on ESPN. Like, no, I think they. If, oh, we're talking about a defensive player that's like. The, I think that the 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 uh, Titans running back dude. That, that guy. Oh, is Derek just, Henry. It, it's nuts, bro. Like what he does to people. He's just ridiculous. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like it, I, I got, I've watched I got football Henry for a, in a long time. Back? Yeah, I got Derek. I got Derek Henry in a uh, in a keeper fantasy. Yeah, but I got him in the third round. The year, like when he broke, the year before he broke out, I picked him up. Th- so now I got him for three years. Nice. Well, yeah, three years, one more year now. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I just want to get watch him no, every guy, week. He is a beast. It's another level with with him too. Like it's the same thing. Like a defensive coordinator you gotta see this. having to deal with this guy. Like he's basically the size of a tight end. He's a fucking machine. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, he's almost the size of a tight end, and he's moving around like a little you yeah. know, six foot, two hundred and twenty pound guy. Like that, that's insane. If you're gonna um, play a video, make sure there's no sound. We can get in trouble. Oh, like copyright shit. Yeah. I just want to get on Kevin's field, like while he's not looking, and be like everything that he told you about tackling. No, people owe lead with the him, crown of your like, head, hit him right in the fucking mouth. People don't want to tackle. <laughs> him. Look at that fucking guy. You gonna show him that fucking stiff arm against the Bills? I'm, I'm showing. Sh- no, I'm, I'm showing. A, I'm showing him the picture of, of him up against uh, ne- next to Mark Henry or Mark Ingram. I mean, fucking. Uh, it, it was when Alabama 
because uh, Mark oh, yeah, Ingram yeah. went to Alabama, yeah, and they were standing next to each other, and Mark Henry was all big in his pads, and Mark Henry was all tiny and shit. Mark Henry, Mark Henry. I mean, fucking Mark Ingram. Fucking Marks. <laughs> anyway, I'm taking the rest of too much. That'll do it for us. We are going to get out of here, but we do greatly appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, we hope you come back next week. We will have another new episode. And I just want to say it feels fucking nice in the garage right now. It's a good day for garage beer. Peace.